Verbally Affected with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. This is Mr. Komarebi Hour on WYXR 91.7 FM, and you are listening to Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Hey, everybody, it's Nikki Chanel of Face Girl by Nikki Chanel. You need to follow me on Instagram at the underscore face girl. That's G Y R L. And I'm live with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective podcast. Effective podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. You know, this is the pod that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. That's right. I am talking to the movers and shakers in the city of Memphis, Bluff City, baby. Before we get started, I definitely want you guys to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Ina Esco, and also subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. I want to send a huge shout out to the Consortium MMT for allowing me to podcast in this wonderful studio. Also, big shout outs to Brandon Lewis and Patrick Harden, my team assisting me. And we're going to get, you know what, we're going to jump right in. You already know we have the new segment, Esco's Pop Talk, discussing trending topics. But today I have a beautiful young lady. I have been trolling her on social media for the longest, trying to get her on the podcast. And I'm so blessed that she is joining me today and will tell her story because I know a lot of you see her on social media and want to know more about her. I'm talking about Brittany. You may know her as Sweet Face Brit on Instagram and social media, you know, all platforms. And she is the owner of Sweet Temptation Hair. And she has a nursing background as well. She's going to give us the deets on the nursing side. How are you, Brittany? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I am so happy. When you had inboxed me on Instagram, it was like, Ina, I'm ready. I was like... <laughs> Were you about to fall out? <laughs> girl, I was about to fall out. I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, she's ready because you are a busy lady. We've yeah. talked about potting before, but you've been doing a lot of traveling yeah. and things of that nature. But how are you today, Brittany? I'm well. I'm You're doing well. well. Yes. Glad to be here, finally. Yes, and let's start at the beginning. Let's just start at the beginning. Where are you originally from, Brittany? So I'm not from Memphis. Um, I'm from a small part um, called Oakland, Oakland, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which is like maybe 40 minutes from Memphis. Small okay. area, um, really country. So I'm really? not a city girl. I'm a country girl. You a country? I like country <laughs> folks. Yeah. How was it growing up there? Boring. Um, very different from like living here in the city. You know, mm-hmm. here in the city, you got the mall, you got the movies, you got things to do. Out mm-hmm. there, we didn't even have a grocery store until I probably was in middle school. Really? Yes, no movies. We just got a Walmart after I graduated from high school and mm-hmm. got older, but there's nothing to do. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty much growing up and um, 
you focus on education and college. That's it. There was nothing else to do. There was no partying. No we didn't party. do that. Y'all didn't oh. come to Memphis to party? We came to Memphis to grocery shop, and we went back home. Sure. See, I had those kind of parents. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Would you say a strict upbringing? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. My mom was, uh, she was very young, so mm-hmm. she was always really strict. Now, she probably will not agree with me now, but she was, to me, she was really strict. Mm-hmm. But it worked out. It turned out pretty good. Yeah. And are you an only child, or do you have uh, siblings? I have a sister. Okay. She's a year older than I am. Were you all really close? Yes, yeah, we've always been close, yeah. Okay. So once you, uh, where did you go to high school? So I went to Fayetteware, which is the Fayette. only high school in Fayette <laughs> County. <laughs> so You're like, you, it was only one, Yeah. Either. So if you're from Fayette County, you know that you went to one high school. What was the young Brittany into at Fayetteware High School? It was the, the same thing as any other girl, like cheerleading. I did competitive cheer. Um, I did that all through high school and band. Mm-hmm. Um, I played three instruments, clarinet, flute, and uh, oh, you was soprano sax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And I was just into my studies. I was, I don't know if I was, I can't remember if I was quiet or not. Um, it's still about the same as far as how social I was. I wasn't really outspoken. I kind of was that girl in the background. The pretty girl in the background is what somebody recently told me. That's what I was. So, mm-hmm. Wow. So what happened after high school? What did you do? I went to college, uh, Middle Tennessee State. I started MTSU. there. Yes, MT Blue How was that? Oh, that's when I started sprouting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I knew that, you know, I was really social. Mm-hmm. So I, it was easy for me to meet people. It was easy for me to, um, you know, develop relationships with people. I don't know. I, was, I just, a social butterfly when I went to college mm-hmm. um, until I got homesick. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, I came back and finished my nursing degree here. I'm at Baptist School of Nursing. Two years ago. No, I've been a nurse for 10 no, years. I'm sorry. I'm you said head. 10 years. 10 yes, years. 10. <laughs> 10 years ago uh-huh. to finish nursing yep. at Baptist. Mm-hmm. And why did you choose nursing? Um, because my mama wanted me to. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, when you're growing up, your parents always ask, what is it that you want to do? I didn't know. I used to say a pediatrician. Um, so my mom was like, no, you're going to be a nurse. So I pursued that background, well, pursued that career. And then I figured that I wanted to, um, become an FNP nurse practitioner. That was my goal. I wanted to be an ICU nurse practitioner. And it just did not work out that way. God had other plans for me. Wow. And what were these other plans? Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. (laughs) Okay, you know what, Brittany? Um, I grew up with a mother that was a hairdresser. Uh And, you know, like you said, not two, but ten years, honey. I I got about maybe another ten on you. But back then, there was no weave. Mm -hmm. There was no extensions. There was none of that. It was just, you know, old school. I'm a roller set shoe. Then, you know, we had, you know, whatever styles or whatever. But I've seen the evolution of the hair industry. Mm -hmm. This is a billion-dollar industry. Oh, yeah, multi-billion dollar industry. Multi-billion dollar industry. And now, I remember when they implemented the weave, and I kept telling my mom, Mom, you need to to learn how to do that Mm -hmm. because that's what people want. She would never do it. So she became a dinosaur, and, you know— her business didn't thrive because of that. Mm-hmm. But the popularity of this particular niche with the weave, how did you get into it, and how did you know you wanted to do this? Well, first, I never wanted to do it, Okay, um, which is crazy. So 10 years ago, maybe a little over 10 years ago, um, the person that I was with came to me with the idea of selling hair. 
And at first, I was like, nah, because I'm working here for another company here in Memphis. I don't want to, you know, sell hair. I'm a nurse. You know, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so much of a girly girl then. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was different for me. So um, one day, I had worked a long 12-hour shift, got off work that, that morning because I was a night shifter. And when I got in, he said, well, I'm going into business with somebody else. And I'm like, I, huh? You don't know. You're not going to business with somebody else because if you do, I know it's going to be a female. So then I was kind of in it by default. Mm. So um, we started that business, oh, lost a lot of money, made a lot of money, went through a lot of vendors, and then, boom, here I am. How, okay, <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute, though, because, you know, I see on social media a lot of people in this business mm-hmm. selling hair. What makes your business stand out? Like, you are thriving. <laughs> what yeah. What did you do different, Brittany? Um, a couple of different factors. Um, I feel like it's got... I talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was meant for me. And I'm one of those people who believe if God has a plan for you, regardless of what you do in life, he, you're going to be on the path that he wants you to go on. And here was my path. Um, mm-hmm. Did I know that at the time? No. Um, and another thing is I always wanted to be different. I never want to do anything that's the same as somebody else. Even in business, when I mentor people, I tell them you have to stand apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a million and one different, like bread, say, for example. Mm-hmm. There's so many companies of selling bread, but what makes you different? Mm-hmm. You got the uncrustables. You got the bread without the crust. You got the bread with the peanut butter and jelly in it. Mm-hmm. You have to do something that creates a market to where people want to buy your product. Wow. Now, you originally, with, with the hair business, how you say you got into it? By default, yeah, you did that with your husband. Yes, and ex-husband now, <laughs> ex-husband now, and um, you guys are no longer together. Correct. And um, so you're heading the business up by yourself. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes. So I see you on social media. Um, you know, I love your posts. I love your whole glam. Thank you. What does a day in the life of Brittany look like? Like, because it seems like you have a team. I do have a team. Okay, I really do. Um. From the outside looking in, I think people look at it as if I don't do anything. I'm just taking pictures. Oh, my God. No, my life is busy. Um, from the time I get up until the time I go to bed, it's sweet sensation air and being a mom. Um, a lot of people don't realize that selling hair and owning a salon with so many employees is a is a two full-time jobs within itself. Mm-hmm. You have yourself to worry about and then everybody else, so... I'm getting up, dropping the baby off. I'm headed to my salon. I'm usually there all day. Um, And then when I get home, I'm shipping orders. I'm emailing, um, you know, Mm -hmm. talking back and forth between vendors, sending um, wires every day. Mm-hmm. So, so you're handling that the admin piece of it. Yes, I do. I do it all. I do have an assistant, but okay. she does like most of the shipping. She does uh, communication with customers when they call. But mm-hmm. as far as the meat of it, I do it all. Wow. And how many yep. employees do you have right now? Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine. We have a total of nine. Mm-hmm. But we're expanding, so hopefully we have room for a total of 16 once I'm done. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what I want to know. Like, I, I heard what you said about finding the right vendor. How do you find the right vendor uh. for hair in this industry? Like, I, was it a bunch of trial and error? Yeah. Back then, when I started 10 years ago, it was hard. Mm -hmm. Now, social media puts it in your face. You have vendors who are on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're in your DMs. They're in your comments every time Mm -hmm. that you post a picture. Um, Honestly, what I tell people is use those free sources. Use 
use those people on social media. Google, Google it. You Google mm-hmm. everything else. Google hair extensions, and you literally literally have to order samples from every company, test it out until you find the one that you like. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I think I probably tested maybe 15 or 20 vendors mm-hmm. um, until I found the one that I, I liked, and it took me probably a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of money. And look, uh, but it, it was worth it, wasn't <laughs> oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was definitely worth it. Definitely wow. worth it. Now, I saw you post a picture on social media, like your transformation. Oh, God. From, from who you were <laughs> to who you are today. Yeah. Talk to me about that picture. Why did you post that picture, and what does that mean to you? Which one? The one from, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Okay. Um, you know, that picture has caused a lot of chaos. Why? Because people look at me and they're like, there is no way you used to be that big and you look like this now. You definitely had a BBL. You've had surgery. You've That's had what they're telling you? Yes. I don't think people understand. Yeah. When you, you go yesterday. through that, the picture on the left is a picture of, when I see that, it's a picture of unhappiness. It's a picture of depression. Um, it's a picture of brokenness. Is this when you were going through your That's divorce? That's when I was going through my divorce, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So that wasn't Brittany. I completely had lost myself. Mm-hmm. So the picture on the right, I'm happy. Um, I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to say other than happiness and, and peace. Mm. Wow. I, c- I can't believe that people are so bold oh, on social media. Yeah. To think that they can just tell you anything. Oh, yeah. You know. Social media, especially Instagram, has created a platform where people feel like they're at just, justice to say whatever they want to say with you, say to you with no filter. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that about social media. People have opinions where their opinions aren't needed. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I struggled with um, within the last year as I was growing how to filter out the good people from the bad people and listening to the good things versus the bad things. Mm-hmm. So if you if you tend to stick on every little bad thing that people tell you, I mean, it gets you depressed, it gets you sad, and mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to that picture on the left. Mm-hmm. So I have gotten to the point where I filter it out. I don't even think about it. It doesn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go with the flow and continue to do me. How many years ago was this, Brittany? That picture is 2022 now. Um, 2019, maybe 2019, 2019, 2019. Now between 2019 and 2022, Ooh, it's hard to say that, um, you know, you're at peace now. Tell me about your support system. What does that look like? Because for people that, you know, have found peace after traumatic experiences or mm-hmm. dealing with any issues, a support system is likely factored into there to, yeah. to you know, help with your peace now. Tell okay. me about your support system. What you does that look like? You know what's so crazy is most people will say, oh, my family, oh, my friends. No, my support system was literally myself. Mm. Of course, I had my friends and family who would offer advice here or there or, you know, be there if I was having a hard time. But you have to realize I was a person of influence to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So people never think that the strong people have weak moments. Mm-hmm. So um, when it came to help building me up and getting me out of that funk, I literally had to pray my way out of it. Mm. Because I never wanted people to see what I was going through. I never wanted people to see the broken Britney. Mm-hmm. So I had I felt like I had to put on like you know a fake face every day until I got to the point where I was mentally and physically happy again. Mm. Yeah, I feel you, Brittany. Now, you know, when we were trying to book a day for Verbally Effective uh, a while back, you were often out of town. Yeah. 
what what what's going on with this back and <laughs> forth to here and there? Tell me about these excursions, honey. Excursions, travel nursing. Um, I've been a travel, travel nurse. nursing. Yes, okay. I was, I've been a travel nurse since 2015. That kind of started when I was transitioning into, you know, being in and out of you know my committed relationship and. Um, Going to California, which is the first place that I traveled to, was my way of kind of getting away without getting away. Mm-hmm. So I started that in 2015, um, and then once COVID hit, it really picked up, and I, I've really been gone for two years when you think about it. Oh, yeah. You did tell me that. Yeah. You were busy with work, mm-hmm. and you've seen the whole COVID from the oh, nurse yeah. perspective. Oh, yeah, from the beginning. Wow. The beginning. So what do you think now? We back outside. It ain't no more shutting down, right? Um, they need to shut down. Think it don't look like they should. They down need to. Them. I think it's a money thing. It's a mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely a money thing to keep everything going. But in order for them to get a hold of this disease and get people back to some type of normalcy, whatever that means now, um, mm-hmm. they definitely have to shut everything down and let this virus kind of just die out and die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um I don't think the public really sees much of what COVID really does. Mm-hmm. Um, being an ICU nurse, which is my background, I get all the, the sickest of the sick COVID patients. Mm. And out of the two years of doing it, I can count on one hand how many patients that I've had to survive really? on the entire unit. So Every, you're literally seeing people dying. Oh, yeah. Everybody that comes into the unit, they end up with the same symptoms, increased um, need for O2 or oxygen, and then they just get worse and shortness of breath. They end up on a BiPAP machine. They end up on a ventilator, and then they die. They never come off. Mm. And literally out of the hundreds of patients that I've seen, count on one hand how many made it out. Mm-mm. Well, Brittany, I, it doesn't, like you said, stimulating the economy, I do not think. <laughs> no one is talking about another shutdown. So yeah. it's like we have to really know how to navigate through COVID right now. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you do your nursing and Sweet Temptation, how are you doing both? Oh, with a wonderful assistant. Oh, my God. Oh. If it wasn't for my assistant, I couldn't run my business. Um, she's been with me, oh, God, it's been probably three years now. Mm-hmm. And it took me a year to get comfortable to even let her do things on her own because I was so protective of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is literally the mini-me. Mm-hmm. Like, she is like me. I don't think she, she realizes. Her well then. I, I did. And I don't <laughs> think she realizes that. When she gets to the point where she's ready to sprout with her business, she's going to explode because she she has all the tools. Mm -hmm. So without her, my business would not flourish. I'm just going to be honest with you. What's her name? Her name is Kelsey. Kelsey, big Mm -hmm. shout-outs to Kelsey out there with Sweet Temptation Hair. Now, uh, one thing I do want to ask you about, you know, an online business, Mm -hmm. you know, We've seen um, the way e-commerce works. Um, it's so profitable and it's so fast. Yeah. Uh, what do you love about e-commerce with your business? Um, that I don't have to do anything. I make money in my sleep. Money, sleep. <laughs> you get that yeah. order in your inbox. Oh yeah. You don't have to um, have a brick and mortar to make money. You don't have to spend the unnecessary money on having a physical location when you can have a website and make money in your sleep mm-hmm. all day every day. Mm-hmm. And you know And you know what you model the hair. Uh-huh. They see you in the hair. They want what you look like. Yes. You're a walking billboard. Perfect formula. You're a walking billboard. And that's just not mm-hmm. for me as anybody with the business. You can't represent your business if you can't walk around and advertise your business, then what are you doing it for? Okay. So my biggest thing is I've always wanted to be a billboard for my business. So, of mm-hmm. course, everywhere I go, my hair has to be done, right? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So, you know what, Brittany? We're going to jump into Esco's Pop Talk. Okay. We're going to discuss, you know, a couple of trending topics that's going on right now. And you've already mentioned social media mm-hmm. quite a bit. So, I want to preface this with uh, the story about Cardi B. Mm. She recently won the lawsuit for defamation against Tasha K who is a big YouTuber. Um, She goes live. She talks about any and everybody. Um, She said quite a bit about Cardi B that was not true. So basically, um, an influencer getting on social media saying anything about anybody. Well, Cardi was sick of it. She filed a lawsuit against her and won, and she won, I think, $3.8 million, upwards of $4 million Hmm. behind this lawsuit. So, you know, this case affects... What I do in a sense, what a lot of influencers do in a sense, because, you know, we are creating content. Mm -hmm. And I can't get on here and just say anything about anybody. I wouldn't do that. I'm not in it for the clicks like Tasha K was. So a lot of people that uh, create content are kind of like probably straddling the fence about what they should put out, what they shouldn't. But... I wanted to bring this up to you because you are an influencer. Mm-hmm. You know, if this were to happen to you, you know, how would that make you feel? Like, I, I know you deal with something similar to this on social media now. Yeah, I deal with it a lot, more than you know, but just on a smaller platform. Um, You know, it's one of those things, like I mentioned earlier, social media gives people a platform to to insert opinions where they aren't needed. Mm-hmm. Um, And as far as, like, people doing it for content, people... You got to realize people like flock to chaos. You know, anytime that there's chaos in the mix, people are going to flock to it because it's it's something for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate it. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's one of the things that I struggle with is the negative things that people have to say about me. And 99.9% of the stuff that they say, it's all false. Girl, what? what? Yes. People make up stuff. They come up to their own conclusions. And if... If you don't post it, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And if you do post it, it's still not real. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can't win for losing being an influencer. Wow. Yeah. Now, you have like about 66,000 uh, followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a rhyme and a reason to how you post on social media? Or do you post when you feel like it? I post when I feel like it, and that's okay. bad. Um, I try to get in the habit of posting, um, you know, the Instagram has these algorithms. So mm-hmm. I try to post at least one picture a day, at least... Uh, people in my salon showcasing their work. But some days you get so busy and you get so tired of looking at social media, I don't even get on it. I just <laughs> forget about it. But I'm trying to do better because um, in order to grow my business, I have to put my work out there. So I have mm-hmm. to provide that content. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, and And that's really interesting to me that, you know, like you said, you post maybe once a day. But, you know, a lot of people are looking at their analytics on yeah. when they post. I mean, you're still going to get thousands of likes whenever you post. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on what you post. You have to know. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Like I spoke on earlier, if you're selling a product, you got to, it's supply mm-hmm. and demand. Yeah. So you got to post what people want to see. Girls, my following is, I want to say, 80% women. So I know what women want to see. Women are into hair. Women are into makeup. Women are into fashion. Anything that that is aesthetically pleasing, women are going to flock to it. Mm -hmm. So if I dress up and have my hair and makeup done, Mm -hmm. the women are going to like the pictures. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's what I do it for. You know, it's crazy. Men think that we 
get dressed up and we take pictures. For them. But no, it's not for them. It's for the girls. You know why? Because it's the girls that's, that's spending mm-hmm. the money. And that's your audience. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. my target audience. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Brittany. Now, let's talk about since you mentioned the men. Oh, what, God. What, what that's looking <laughs> like? What is coming. the dating life? I um, mean, are you dating? I am dating. Okay. Um, that's new for me because mm-hmm. I've kind of been like, on the back end and kind of been quiet into myself for the last couple of years. So I am new to this dating thing. Um, it's a not Memphis bad. Memphis guy. He's a not Memphis originally guy. from Memphis, but he's in Memphis now. He's pretty known in Memphis. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, well, I wish you luck with Thank that. Thank you. Considering everything that we talked about today, you found your peace. Yeah. And I want you to keep it. I definitely want you to keep it. Wow. Well, you know what, Brittany? You have shared so much with us today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. I want you to let everybody know how they can follow your journey and continue to see these wonderful posts, everything about Sweet Temptation going forward. Well, if you're on Instagram, you're going to always see my post. Um, you can follow me, Instagram. We have two pages. My personal is Sweet Face Brit. Um, the business is Sweet Temptation Hair. You can also go to our website, www.sweettemptationhair.com, and you can find our products. You can find our salon location, and actually we have something new that we're launching. So you'll be able to uh, follow oh. up with us on that as well. And you do lashes and Well, everything. here's the thing. Okay. When I first started that business 10 years ago, I, wanted to, I had lash um, strips. That was a thing. The mink extensions weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. So I focused on those strips. I really don't do that anymore. My my bread and butter is hair extensions, all things hair. So I'm I'm thinking about phasing away from the and lashes part and mm. just focusing on the hair. Do yeah. you have mink extensions on now? I do. So what's the okay, so I know what a strip is. Uh-huh. I've done a strip. What are the extensions? How are they different? So they are semi permanent. Um what it is is it's several different types. There's like a classic which is one individual tiny lash on top of one of your real ones, or you can do a volume, which is um single strands like um blended together and they're put on one of your lashes. The reason why they're semi-permanent is because they only come off if your real lashes shed. Mm. People don't realize their lashes shed. Really? Yes. So about every seven days, your lashes, lashes will shed, and these come off with it. And they just grow back. They though. grow back. Just like Just like your is. hair. Oh, it's wow. just like your I hair. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I like them extensions, girl. I'm Come coming over us. there to Sweet Temptation. <laughs> Come see and us. And give me a new look, baby. <laughs> My husband going to be like, who are you? He'll still be Ina. Yeah. He know it. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Okay. And you know what? This is my last question, Brittany. Why Memphis? Because it seems like you could go anywhere you want to go and grow your business. Um, Well, I guess because of that online factor, too. But why do you have a salon in Memphis and tend to be an entrepreneur in Memphis? That is a question everybody has. Everybody says, you're bigger than Memphis. You're bigger than this. Why are you still here? Um, and like you said, my online sales are nationwide. I do mm-hmm. hair. I sell hair everybody, every state. Um, but a lot of people sleep on our city. There's a lot of money here. It's a lot of money. Yes. There's a lot of money in Memphis. A lot of people support me. And why would I take my business mm-hmm. elsewhere when I, my own people support me? Yes. So as long as I'm in business, I'm always going to be rooting for my city and being here selling to my city. So. I love that, Brittany. Do you have any advice for other uh, entrepreneurs that want to do what you're doing? Um, Stick to it. A lot of people fail because they quit. Mm-hmm. They see how hard it is. Um, you have three people starting a race. Somebody's going to quit. If you keep going, one of you is going to win. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep going. Um, 
Don't give up, even on the bad days. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You have an amazing story. And, um, you know, I really hope that your business continues to flourish. Mm, thank you. Um, that dating life. You know, I might be getting a wedding invitation one day when <laughs> one you're day, ready. We'll see. One day. <laughs> and um, I really want to salute your grind. Thank because you. Because you have really grown from the time I started trolling you <laughs> until now that yes. you're here. And I appreciate you for sharing your story with the Verbally thank Effective you. audience. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And thank you guys for tuning in yet again for another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on all social media platforms and the YouTube as well at Ina Esco, E-N-A-E-S-C-O. See you guys next time.